It's episode 9, season 3 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. My name's Jav. Joining me this week, John Steggles from Urchester. Good afternoon. And back again on the pod, Joss Hellington from the People's Republic of Chelmsford. <laughs> Good evening all. Up the people. Right, um, let's begin with, with West Brom. Um, was it one... Was it a harder, harder? Oh, fucking hell! Was it a harder? I've I've actually lost my voice. I've lost my voice from from yesterday after the, after we got the equaliser. So I'm a bit bit croaky. Um, was it a hard hard earned point, or did we drop two points in a match that we really should have won? Joss, I come to you. Sure. Well, uh, well, it's it's Pulis. Um you know, so so as far as I'm concerned, it's a it's a point gained. Um, Mr. Negative anti-football um, start the game with a point and just try to hang on to it. Um, I mean, I've got a problem with Pulis anyway because he stands there like he's the fucking club shop. Every single hat and tracksuit that the damn club own on him. Um, yeah, listen, personally, I think it's a point that we're nicked. I'm disappointed at the way that we conceded that goal. Um, but we'll talk more about Mr. Chadley later. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, guys, let's uh, definitely uh, get out of there, really, especially going going to goal down. Mm. I, I, echoing what Potch said, happy with the performance, but not the result. We At the end of the day, we saved a point which could be vital to us. Um, we battered them in the first half. I was sat watching it on a stream. I was at Northampton Town, so I was watching my iPhone rather than the match. <laughs> um, it was weird because I had the crowd noise like live, and then it, it, but it didn't tally up at any point. Um, we got a draw against the team that will finish bottom half, um, so it's not a good result, really. Um, but what we're missing is a bit of guile. I think it's an issue when we face teams who won't give us a game and who sit back, and we need to win those games and unlock that those defences in that midfield. Yeah, I mean, I, bearing in mind on, on the last podcast, I, I predicted this would be a, a, a one-all draw. So I'm not too, part of me is not too surprised. I think it's a, it's a Pulis team. They're always going to make life difficult. And there was an element of when we went 1-0 down so late on, you just thought, shit, this isn't going to be our day. And, and you know, to get the relief when we got that equaliser, you know, and it, it could have been far worse coming away um, with a defeat. We're still the only unbeaten team. Um, that being said, first half, we really should have ki- killed them. Um, we, I was, I was at a match, first visit to the Hawthorns. Um, I thought, yeah, first half we played really, really well, played some really good stuff. And on another day, we could have gone in one nil, two nil, two nil up, and I think if we had done that, that would have made all, all, all the difference. I think as it was, we, um, Foster kept them in the game, and they came back second half, and and they looked. But I mean, they were they were nowhere to, nowhere to be nowhere to be seen first half. They, just, you know, bearing in mind they're the home team, they just didn't look like they were interested. Second half, they they had a spring in their step, and they, they made it a bit more difficult um, for us. Just on that, we had a. a, a 
question on Twitter from at Bubble three three four one seven zero. Who says Foster in man of the match shocker and ex player scoring against us? Ever get the feeling it w- would it would happen today? Um, how many? T- yeah, how many times? Yeah, exactly. How many times have we seen a keeper from man of the match performance? Uh, against us we're single-handedly responsible for picking international keepers at the moment because they seem to just be having worldies um and admittedly our own world-class keeper i'm not too sure about his kicking at the moment but perhaps we can talk about that another time but yeah i agree with nick it's um you know it's happened again and another another decent keepers just he's pulled an absolute performance out of the bag it's just yeah yeah um, it's it's frustrating i on another day, we could have been, as you say, Jov, could have been five, six nil up at half time, no mm. problem at all. Um, Pulis was interesting, just briefly. Pulis was interesting in his post-match interview that I've watched twice so far today. He said, um, "We said the first half, he said the, we sat off them, and you know, it's, it's just park the bus. That is translates to park the bus, which is exactly what they did. And you know, you can have all the guile and, and sophistication, talent, and intricate passing moves in the world, but if they've got 11 behind a ball and they just sit that deep, it's, it, you know, it can be a nightmare. Would you say we had a bit of a poor finishing yesterday that helped their keeper out? Or would you just say he was that good? I mean, next week, he'll give away a penalty, let one slip through his hands and throw another one in his own net. <laughs> That's what we get from keepers. I mean, the last couple of seasons... It seems that every team that rocked up at the lane, um, their, their keepers were on fire. And it, it, it just, I don't know. It, I don't know if it's the keepers or just lack statistical finishing. Um, well, there, there was, um, what we got, I've got the stats here. We had um, we had 20 shots yesterday. Um, eight, uh, eight, eight of those were on target to West Brom's four, which admittedly, that's the stat that stands out of all the stats of the game. We had 20 to West Brom's eight. But it's the on-target, it's the ratio of shots that weren't on target. You know, there's, there's less than 50% there that, that are on target. Okay, so we're creating the chances, which is a good thing. Um, we, we had a question from Ed Brad, which isn't on the running order because it, it was quite late. He basically says, disappointed with the draw, um, at least we're unbeaten. But is anyone else concerned with, with our poor chances to goals ratio? And if you look at, if you look at the table... Um, the defence. Okay, we'll talk a bit about that a bit later on. It's still still the best defence by miles. Only four conceded, but in terms of goals scored, thirteen. That's six behind both City and um, Scum. Um, there is a problem there, or, or we, we just are we? You know, we, we create the chances, and I know Pochettino always says he's happy that that we're doing that, but do we just lack that? I don't know that killing. Killer it's not, I agree, Jarv. It's They've not gone in yet. Just briefly at City, if I remember correctly, City so far have played us. They scored none against. They beat United. And other than that, the rest of the teams they've played, I think, are the bottom three or four. That's true. So, yeah. you know, so there's there's goals there. But, yeah, the scum, well, they're, they're scoring goals, but they're conceding plenty as well. And long, long may that continue. But I, I agree, yeah. I think there is an issue there that they're not ending up in the back of the net. Um but we are creating the chances. As long as we continue to create the chances, this is not going to be too much of, a, of an issue and not too many questions will be asked, I hope. But uh, it would be nice to see, you know, we deserve to turn someone over 4-5-0. And it should have been, ironically, it should have been Man City that, that, that really wore that one. But I'm sure, I'm sure it will happen. And when it does, we'll all be, um, we'll all be singing Mr. Janssen, etc.'s praises. From what I saw on the stream, every time we went forward and into their half, they had 11 men behind the ball. 
mm-hmm. and you know we were searching for that path through you know it, I'm, I'm kind of surprised from that that it was 20 sh- chances and i think we you know we're getting better in that final third we're moving we need to move it a bit faster in there um but i think we're improving in that area um i, I want to highlight ali from yesterday whose movement i thought was excellent i thought he was our biggest threat to them yesterday uh, it, the way he was picking up spaces deeper, uh, they couldn't get near him. Uh, yeah. I mean, my only criticism is he needs to be more clinical. Uh, <clears throat> if he had been, he would have won easily yesterday. But his goal, he put it where nobody could get it. It was, you know, it was spot on. A reaction of, you know, 10 minutes to go, every, you know, previous Spurs teams were down and out. And yeah. he pops up and does that. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, for me, the, the, Ericsson's the one. I mean, he had, that, he had that chance, that free kick, didn't he, last couple of minutes, which... Again, Foster, you know, any other keeper, if it was Joe Hart, he would have taken two steps to his right uh, and it would have sailed over him and, in, and into the top top right corner of the, of the net. But, you know, Foster, he takes a small step. He's in a good position, you know, and he, he again, gets his fingertips to it. So, but Ericsson, yeah, he's, there's a lack of goals there from that young man at the moment. I don't quite know what's happened, but, um, you know, he's getting himself into some good positions. But I agree with John, his, uh, Adele Ali's running his positional play at the moment is absolutely superb. Hey, um, hey, both, him and, both him and Ericsson look to be coming into form. I mean, of, of the forward players yesterday, those two stood out for me. Um, I, I don't think Lamella had his best game again. Um, I don't think he's, he was bad, but I just don't think he had. I th- some of his decision making was, wasn't great. Um, yeah, yeah, like trying to take a penalty against City. Yeah, was that, was that, was that as well, yeah. Um, Sissoko did okay. Janssen did really well. Now, unfortunately, because he's a striker and because fans are fans and, and people in the media are, 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 are what they are, we're always going to judge a striker on the number of goals he scores and then when he misses a chance straight away question marks are labelled him. but yesterday overall I thought it was one of his best performances in a, in a Tottenham shirt he held the ball up really well um, I, I, don't, I think the fact that we played that he started was no coincidence given that it's a Pulis team they're quite physical and I think that and, and they were dropping back and playing quite deep in that first half so I think it was quite good actually having him in there. Whereas if you had somebody like Son, um, who is probably a bit harsh, but he, he didn't start. Maybe he should have come off the bench earlier. But I'm not sure that his pace would have would have been a problem for a team that had so many men behind the ball and were playing so deep. Whereas I think um, Janssen was uh, not Janssen. Sorry, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Janssen, going mad. He yeah, was, Janssen. yeah, Janssen. Yeah, um, he he was he was a real presence in the box with his back back face to goal, laying it off for other people. Real nuisance. It was just a shame that he he couldn't get on the score sheet. When you when you watch Janssen play, right? He's a he's a big physical presence. He's got a a low centre of gravity. He puts himself around, you know, and he doesn't mind getting stuck in. And and I think as a player, he offers us a genuine option admittedly the goals haven't come Chav and I agree with what you're saying as a striker he's always going to be judged on that end product um, and people are already starting to knock him but if you watch him play in the flesh which I have done on a number of occasions this season I see I see plenty there I see he's a he's a Oh, let's not go down a Soldado route, but he's, um, you know, he's a, he's a very, very physical, uh, physical, awkward presence up top, and I think that it, it will click for him at some point. The goals will come for him, I'm sure, because the teams are going to pretty soon work out that they, if he's not scoring, they need to pick other people up, and when they start picking other people up, he'll be freer and he'll get the chances. 
Um, well, I agree. He's only, he's only young, and he's only about 20, 21, 22, and he's 22, about. exactly. And yeah, 22, uh, yeah. Time, time is well on his side. I, I think Sosoko's got a slight hint of Zakura about him, and I think he's still poor. <laughs> Sakura. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, 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 yeah, he let it, yeah, I, I won't talk about uh, it. No, I agree. <laughs> Quality. Uh, that just reminds me, on the train back, uh, we, we were queuing up at, um, at the Hawthorns, and it was just a ridiculous queue just to get, get into the station, not too dissimilar to White Hart Lane um, train station after, after a. Uh, after a match, and at one point, Spurs fans were singing Sakura's name of all player of all people. I don't know why, but there you go. Um, question from at Lee Master eighty one: Why can't Poch outsmart anti football managers? It's Pulis. Um, it's anti football. Eleven men behind the ball at home and time wasting after fifteen minutes. It's an embarrassment. It's it's it was almost rope a dope football. You know, holding us off for so long and then scoring, you know, after five minutes of pressure and then trying to see out the last 10 minutes. A um, couple of telling stats. Uh, Hugo Lloris completed more passes than any West Brom player. Wow, Our really? Yeah. <laughs> they, that's, yeah. We completed 540 passes and they completed 141. That's how poor they were. It's anti-football. Please get relegated. Please, they're awful. They, I, I can't stand. I, you know, it's 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 horrible. It's horrible to watch. I mean, apparently, even their fans were complaining about it in the stadium. I'll tell I, you I how, like. <clears throat> sorry, Jeff. I'll tell you how bad how bad it is. Their stadium, which which is a nice little stadium, good view. There were quite a few empty seats, and I mean quite a few in the home end, and I don't blame them. Why, why would you come? Why, why would you come every other week and watch to pay that shit? Sorry, Josh, go on. No, I was, listen. I was going to say uh, I agree. I can see what what Lee's Lee's saying with a question. It's a it's a good question. Why can't Poch? But I want to uh, widen it up a little bit and say, you you tell me. You show me a manager that can outthink someone like Pulis because that's the reason Pulis it can, continues to manage a team in the top flight. It's True. because he does he does he does to other other teams what he did to us yesterday he goes about that week in week out and you can see the mindset of the West Brom fans is different they start the season hoping to stay in the Premier League you know so I don't think there are many managers out there that that can that can find a way around this negative anti-football you know it's when you've got a guy who's just so absolutely determined to not lose a game and he will take not a single risk you know, in order to to keep that that as it is, then you know I defy any manager to to, to pick away through that sort of shite. I think we've got better as a team anyway. Doing that, if you go back a few years ago, ABB, um, and uh, the amount of times teams would come particularly to the lane, frustrate goalkeeper would have a worldie, and yeah. we'd come away with, with nothing at all. Yesterday, to be honest, we did everything right first half. I I think they were just lucky. Um, it's all, all very well parking the bus, hoping that you get to half time and and it's nil nil, and then suddenly you've got spring in your step and, and you get something, you come away with something. That's fine. But if if you go in one nil or two nil down, which 
it could have quite easily have happened. We we did everything. We didn't do anything first half. We didn't. We the way we set out, we did enough to get a goal. We were just lucky. Unlucky that it didn't happen. Had we got that goal or two goals even, that's it. As far as I'm concerned, it would have been game over because they would have then had to come out and play, and I think that would have just opened the game up and and we would have hit them on the counter. So I I think we're, we're, we're better overall anyway. Not not just since you know when we had um, AVB, but even if you look at Pochettino from when he started to now, um, we're creating more chances. Um, yeah, they don't always go in. Um, uh, and yes, there are probably areas that we can improve on, but it, it's, uh, it's it's an upward tra- tra- um, trajectory, and we're moving in the right right way ahead. John, John do, do you remember that game um, at, when we played Newcastle United? I think it was AVB's last game um, in charge of Spurs. Cruel. Um, do you remember that? Um, yeah, Tim Krull. Yeah. Tim Krull at, at the world. And we actually, in that game, recorded the most amount of shots on target in the Premier League era. Yep. Right? So that's the sort of... I mean, and that got AVB to sack, you know what I mean, that game. But, well, it didn't actually. It was a dire sideways nonsense bullshit football and his constant... Unknown first team selections, and but anyway, we move on. Yeah, but I agree. Listen, things have changed, but Pulis is we've changed as a club the way we play mm. football and the way we approach games. Pulis hasn't. Um, Pardew to a certain extent is similar. Hughes at Stoke, well, you know, he's trying to polish a turd. Moyes, Allardyce, you know, all these guys have built their careers. Allardyce has never been relegated, apparently, but um, you know, but look, look at some of the football we've all seen, some of the football that his teams have played. Um, you know, we've we've moved on as a club. I think there are there are better ways to, to play the game. But as I said earlier, you know, if the West Brom fans are happy to watch that sort of that sort of slurry every single week, then you know, more for them. We um we came away at, at the end of the day. Um, they frustrated. They went ahead. In years gone by, we would have got nothing in in that scenario when when, when they scored. Um, but we, we've we, we've got that never say die attitude that. Dare I say, United teams had under Ferguson, and 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 we and we, we we got a well-deserved point. Um, Tony Tony Pulis has parked more buses than Blakey, mate. I tell you that. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's genuinely that's, that's a fact. It's, it's, it's a nonsense. But you know, uh, yeah. To go to go back to Lee's question, that you know, I I'd like to, to him to or somebody to name a manager that's genuinely been able to mm-hmm. to unpick that negative sort of football. Um, you know, it's it's not for me what the, what the game's about, but the game is about glory, and we all know that. But bar bar Foster and bar a couple of poor choices in the final third, we would have unlocked them. Um, where we didn't, you know, it, we're talking about the keeper having a worldie. We're talking about twenty chances created. We, you know, we we he he did unlock that defence with the team he set up. It, we were just denied by the keeper and poor choices at the end of the day in, in that in that match so um, I, I, I'd say we, we're going in the right direction and, and we can do it we just have to ride our luck a bit okay um, Jav sorry just quickly can I, can I just ask you guys are you are you happy with the football that you've seen played so far I'm not, this season I'm not talking about results I'm not talking about goals uh, goal scored anything like that. I'm just talking about it, as a spectator to watch the way Spurs have played so far this season. Are you happy with it, Jav? Do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, overall, yeah. I mean, obviously, the, the City game. I think was. I think I think that's one of the best performances overall. Um, 
since Pochettino has been in charge. I think we start, started sl- slowly the first few, few first few games, but now I'm seeing since that international break, um, Stoke, Middlesbrough away, all of that. Um, not so much Sunderland at home, obviously City, and even yesterday, first half, um, plus Champions League, Moscow, um, Moscow away. I've, I'm, I'm happy. I, I wouldn't change a thing. Cool. And I, and I think it's more, more to come. I, I was fearful at the start of the season that we may plough the same trough as we did at the end of last season, um, when in the last three games when we looked like we'd given up. But the football that we've come out and started playing is a glory to behold. It's some of the nicest football I've seen Tottenham play since the, since last season in our pomp. Um, I'm very happy with the way we're playing. Um, very, I mean, defensively, offensively. Yeah, very happy. And the depth of squad as well is is is, is there. So yeah, happy. Cool. Well, I'm glad you guys said that because I agree. I think the football, the quality of the football, and the movement, the interchange of the passes, I think it's been superb. And I just wanted to get your opinions. That's all. Just curious. And we're getting the plaudits from other fans as well. Other fan, you know, other fans that watch us play, they they like what they see and say yeah. we're playing good football. So that always helps as well. And, and and the other thing for me is the strength and depth. I look at I look at our squad. I look at the bench yesterday, and I think we've got we've got some real quality in there. Um, just on strength and depth, um, Ben Davis. I thought he, I thought he had his best game for us this season. I thought he did really well. Um, yes. Yes. Um, if if Rose is fully fit, I think he would be the first choice. But I thought Ben, ben Davis had a really good game yesterday. Um, did a, well, he did, I say, did, did everything well defensively. He didn't have to do anything defensively much. Um, but going going forward, which I think is always the area where Rose probably um, comes out on top, I thought he, he did very well. So I, I was pleased with that. Um, interesting stat. Former players to score against us. So now Chadley scored against us. Lennon, Sigerson, Sandro, Livermore, yet to score against us. Townsend, Mason, Capoue. Don't know. Don't know if, if there's anything to be made out of that, really. Or there's still time this season for them to score. Um, on the defence, uh, before we talk about Sobi and what happened there, um, the we've only, as I said earlier, we've only conceded four goals, four goals this season, which is still very impressive. And I'm pretty sure. I don't know if you can count yesterday's as being from a being open play or from a set piece. It was certainly on the back of a set piece that we conceded that goal. Um, we didn't defend the corner and. Well, uh, let's not let's 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 not open. I've, I've watched that that goal so many times, mate. There's so many so many things you could talk about. That that goal is the poorest 30 seconds of um, <clears throat> excuse me defensive football that we've played so far this season that's a shocker so at that point and I think prior to that um, they, as you know they had a bit of spring in their step and had a few corners and every time a corner came in I thought shit here we go again because if you look at la- last season I think both their well the goal they scored against us at the lane I think that was a set piece um, at the Hawthorns I can't remember if that was a set piece but it certainly was a cross into the box and then yesterday again, that was off the back of a corner. They certainly, like any Pulis team, they've got a lot of strength and they're a lot of height, and and they're good at set set pieces. Um, when we conceded that, we didn't have our, our our linchpin at the back, Toby, who got who got injured. So we've got a few questions around that, which um, 
which came in a few hours ago. Um, I'll, I'll come to that in a minute. But he he collided with he collided with Jan, and he went down. He didn't look in. Um, he, he just looked in a lot of discomfort. But unfortunately, they didn't really show it on MIT. They, well, they didn't show it at all on Match of the Day, which is just shit. Um, and <laughs> Match of the Day. He, he, he looked in a lot of pain. It was one of those scenarios where he's rolling around and you think, shit, you know, he, he's a player that's not going not gonna to be rolling around normally. You know, he's, he's tough as an old pair of boots. And then after he got treated, he got up and it was Shades of Gaza in 91 where he got up and then he just sort of collapsed back on the ground. So it looked quite serious. Now they said, everybody thought it might be ligament damage, um, cruciate ligament. Pochettino said that he has pain in his leg and his knee, the whole area. Um, one thing to note, just about an hour or so before we've recorded this, or we started recording the podcast, um, on social media, on, on Instagram, Moussa Dembele was posting something, and it was him, him, um, Ericsson, I think the Tongan, or Deli Ali was there, and, and Toby playing... Um, Call of Duty, and there weren't any crutches, and he didn't have it wrapped up, and he was just sat there playing, um, playing a game. So hopefully it won't be as bad as bad as we, we might fear. Because if it's if it's cruciate ligament damage, he could be out for three months. He could be out for the whole season, and that would be a big big blow. Well, uh, Wimmer can come in. We've got cover. We've got Dyer who can drop back. We've got the all conquering Wanyama sitting in front um, and I read this morning that apparently the news of Toby's not that good um, the Yorkshire puddings are small and sometimes there's an hour wait for a table <laughs> <laughs> here we go oh, okay. well played um, <laughs> worth, worth the admission fee alone yeah? I'm here all week try the bill um, <laughs> That, that 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 Instagram, it's actually a video, um, and somebody else posted up the full video of him sitting playing. Um, he doesn't move in it, but the the fact he's sitting there there on the back of a chair in that like he was says to me that it, it's not that bad. Mm. I think he just, he may have just got a dead leg, and it was more precautionary. I'm hoping he'll be back. Um, hopefully by Bournemouth, maybe after the cup game against Liverpool. Leicester, I don't think it, Leicester at home, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, let's let's assume he's not back, yeah. Uh, let's assume he's not back, and I know that Greg's got a question in there, and he have Greg. Yeah, so Greg, was... we've got t- two questions on this. So Greg says, with our Toby Crocked, do you think we may see Vimmer back in the Champions League game? And then he goes on to say, I think Carl Vickers is too green for a Champions League game, and maybe better positioned for the league, for the League Cup game against Liverpool, assuming that Liverpool game is lower priority, of course. Um, and then he goes on to say, of course, Dyer could slot in, but we need him to rotate with Wanyama, surely. Greg goes on to say, my choice is Vimmer for the Champions League and EPL, and maybe Carter Vickers for the EFL Cup, leaving Dyer to rotate with Wanyama. What do you reckon? Just re- read the other question we had from Paul Eastall. Paul Eastall says, OK, so, so Toby's out. So Kevin is a natural choice to fill in his boots. So rumblings that Vimmer is unhappy with a lack of first-team games. So how do you think it will pan out when Toby's fit again? Will Kevin bite his lips and get on with it, or will he ask to be sold in the January window with the attitude of, what the fuck do I have to do to keep my place? In my opinion, Toby will walk straight back into the team. Okay. I'm going to 
there's an assumption there that Vim is going to come in, okay, irrespective of whether it's one match or two matches or, or you know, it, we don't know the extent of the injury. Hopefully, it's not, looking at that Instagram, it's not as bad as we first feared, but we still don't know. I don't think Vimmer will come in, and I'll tell you why. Because if Vimmer comes in, then you'll have Vimmer and Vertonghen, two left-footed centre-halves. One of them's going to have to play out of position. Mm-hmm. And I think... I think Pochettino is more likely to either bring in Dyer, but then you lose the option of playing in the midfield. Okay, you've got Wanyama and you've got Dembele. Um, the other possibility is Carter Vickers. I think Carter Vickers is more li- likely to start in the um, in the League Cup match and FA Cup games. I don't I don't know about too green, but I think I think it would be good for him to get more more run-outs in those cup games, competitive cup games first before sort of throwing him straight straight into the deep end. Um, that's my take. Um, and just on the Vimmer thing, before I hand over to you guys, I don't think Vimmer will go in the January window. I know there's a lot being said and people saying, well, he wasn't on the bench yesterday. But why should... Tell me this, okay? If you've got Dyer, who can play at centre-back, who can cover right-back, who can play in, play in centre of mid, midfields, for me, it's a no-brainer. You've got to have Dyer on the bench. Why would you have Vimmer? on the bench and also why would we as a club even if the player is unhappy why would we loan him out or sell him in the January window I could see possibly come the summer if he's not getting chances that, that we might sell him on or he might decide to go but I don't I honestly don't think Kevin Vimmer or for that matter anybody else will go in the January window Joss yeah, listen. I agree, I agree, Jav. I think I think the thing that people are forgetting about is that of the fact that obviously Pochettino has instilled such a wonderfully evident team spirit, and you know people genuinely want to play for the club. You know there are quality players there that could earn significantly more money at other teams. But I think he feels um, he feels that the, the squad the squad element is there. You know, there's a whole a genuine sort of family um, family element to the squad. Vimmer himself, it, you know, he's, he's what is he 23? He's 22, 23, I don't know, something like yeah, that. You know, he's, 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 he's a young lad. You know, he's, he's a young lad. He's made a, a couple of um, uh, appearances for Austria. He's just at the beginning of his career. And he's at the beginning of his professional career at, at a very, very good club at the moment with a very, very good setup. There's a lot, lot of reasons there that Kevin Vimmer would not look to move, in my opinion. I think his, his time will come again. Um, it's difficult to say what Potter would do. Um, there are a couple of options there. He, he, he could play. I agree with what you're saying about the two left-footed centre-backs. Centre, centre but what Old Real does give you is that 40 or 50-yard pass, you know, that get-out-of-jail, that Hoddle-esque, you know, yeah. right-to-left sweep. Um, Big Kev don't give you that, unfortunately. But what Ke- Big Kev does give you is a continuation of a clean sheet. You know, when he stepped in when Verts was out mm. last season, last season, it, it just you know it was absolutely seamless, wasn't it? Utterly, utterly seamless. And uh, but we'll see. Yeah, you're right. Dyer could drop in, I suppose. When Yama could drop, Dembele's played that old in midfield role as well, that defensive midfield role. Deli Ali started there as well. So there's options, plenty of options, and that's a great thing. You know, we don't have to look down at the um, at the team sheet, and we don't have to start thinking about you know playing. I don't know, you know, Vertonghen out at left back again, and you know nonsense like that. There, there are genuine options there, and uh, and I'm sure that Pochettino will have a, a plan in place. And but before before I bring bring you bring you in, John, just just to f- follow up from that, when we lost Jan last last January for, for a few months, I thought at the time, shit, that's really going to hurt us. It didn't. Um, 
uh, uh, Vimmer came in, did a really, really good, good job. And you're, and you're right, of all the defenders, Joss, I think he's probably the best one that could come in. My only mm. question mark is two left-footed players. Um, you know, one of them w- would w- would have to play on the right hand side. Um, and similarly, when Kane got injured, I thought, fuck, that's it. You know, we don't have can Janssen do it? But we've we haven't we've got that strength and depth. So uh, we're uh, not too. It's a blow if if however long he's out for, but. Uh, we've I'll got t- so t- much quality. I'll tell you why it is a blow for me because um, every single week, bet three six five give you between eleven to one and nine to one for Toby Alder real to score at any time, <laughs> and he, he goes up for every single bleeding corner and set piece more or less that we have. So he scored them. Um, he scored two. Has he, what's he got one so far this season or two so far this season? I think he's had four or five on target already. Yeah. You know, he's, he's um he's, always, he's, he's a, a big miss. He's also a good player to have in a fantasy football team, uh, John. <laughs> Uh, it's it's going to be a good test of the depth of the squad. I, I recall pre pre uh, the season, people were saying, "Well, we haven't bought anybody. We're going to struggle. We're not going to have anybody." But like you say, Wimmer came in last year and did perfectly well, and w- w- without a hitch. Um, I think that he'll play in the Champions League, and they'll play Cameron Carvajal in the league. I, I I expect to see Wimmer in the next couple of games. Um, I can't see Poch not rotating it to that extent. With the with the games that we've come got coming up, and our schedule, I think we'll see him, and I don't think he'll leave. There'll be a lot of teams who are looking for defensive reinforcements, eyeing up some of our players, and po- possibly some teams with non-performing managers eyeing our manager up as well. Mm. But that's the price you pay for being where we are. Okay, um, before we look at predictions for Leverkusen and, and Bournemouth, um, something that you, you brought up, John, um, which was. Um, you raised the point whether um, we've got to alter our mindset as fans now that now that we're title challenge, challenges. Um, Pulis has said that we no he no, no longer sees us as outside bets, um, the top four, um, and we're a first tier team. Yeah, uh, I think parking the bus the way that Pulis did to try and get the result is, is a, a massive compliment to the 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 strength of our side and what he has to do at home. This wasn't at White Hart Lane. This was their home game and they played in that manner because they knew they couldn't handle us the way we destroyed Man City. And I think the the, the recent history going back to Man in a Raincoat when he was our manager, we've had so many false dawns, disappointments. Um, it's now changing. You never want to get your fingers burnt though, you know, only to fall um, I think is it Trump says it's braggadocious. Don't don't big yourself up. I can remember phoning people up when we were three 0 up against Man United and yeah, and then only to be Shh. exactly. <laughs> I, I think we do have to re, re, reset our mindsets to 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 take in what's going on. Um, I know it's the hope that kills you at the end of the day, but we've got we. I think we've got to to change. Um, I'm 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 changing mine. I'm constantly looking at the side and, and as a non-believer and, th- uh, you know, not believing in what I'm seeing and uh, can this be us? How long can it last? But I'm, I'm riding that wave. Do, do you know what you're suggesting there, John, don't you? you you're almost you're almost suggesting that uh, that we, we redefine the word Spursy. Can, can I give you an example of Spursy from yesterday? And I, <laughs> I'm, I'm perfectly happy if you boo me for this. We're still unbeaten, <laughs> but we're below Arsenal. That's Spursy. That is Percy, mm-hmm. mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to bring that up, but, you know, 
<laughs> that's that's Spursy to me. Still unbeaten in the league, but we're below Arsenal. Yeah, there you go. That unbeaten thing, I, I'm not I'm not comfortable with people constantly going on about that. That's uh, yeah, you're right. You can go unbeaten for the entire season, I suppose, and technically you could still go down, couldn't you? But uh, yeah. it's yeah. not um, you know it's not a lot to be said for that. I think it's, it just shows the, the resilience that we've got, and they're a difficult team to beat. I think that's it emphasises that that you know that teams are going to find it difficult to play us, and the fact that so many teams. Not so many teams. I mean, the, the the top teams will come out and play against us, and, and therefore it'll make for open football. But the likes of West Brom and others will have to will have to respect Tottenham. They they, they look at look at the players we've got on the pitch. They look at the manager and they stand up and take notice. And I think that that's testament to what, what we're doing as a, as a club. For for me, I think the, the mindset. I don't know about. I can't speak about other fans, but for me. From about last season onwards, I just felt well, very, very early on last season. I just thought this is this is something very different, you know. And I've seen shit teams in all the time, twenty six odd years that I've been supporting Spurs, you know, since being about nine or ten years old. Um, and and I've seen good teams, and I've seen t- false storms, and thinking, yeah, we're going to do it. But this feels very different. Um, I just think that everything is just set up really well you know from not just the, the team the defence and the forward and the midfield and goalkeeper but the whole structure of the club the manager the fact that so many players are signing contracts and the one of as you said Joss the, the, the togetherness and the spirit and that's been created and people want to be at this club um, the few that don't move on um, the few that fall fall out with the manager that, that they're not here anymore um, so I, I had that, that's how I feel about it. I don't know if every other fan is still a bit, you know. So when, when, I, when I talk, when I say to other Tottenham fans, I think we're going to do, win the league. Often, I the response I get is, oh, I don't know, you know, we, mentally we don't have it, that sort of thing. Not sure. Just talk, people, just generally Tottenham fans talk, talking yourselves down and being more wax lyrical about City or United, but well, it's not the United, sorry, City or, or, or the Scum, for example, but. Or dare I say, even Chelsea or Liverpool for some reason. But I, I think we, I think we're well placed to do it. Um, talking of doing it, can we do it in in Germany on Tuesday? Quick predictions. Don't see why not? Don't see why not. They're having an average season. We're playing very well. I don't think the Toby not being there will hurt us. Are we we go for the win or the draw? Yeah, agree. Yeah, go take a draw right there, didn't it? Get back, everybody's still fit. Um, you know, no new injuries. Uh, yeah, just get out there and and, and and have a bit of a go, but don't take any any massive risks. I think. But yeah, yeah, I, I think there's no reason why we can't. I agree. They are having a, an average season, and, you know. It's... Scoreline. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to stick my neck out and go one two away win Spurs. I'll go one all. I'll take the draw. All right, two one for me. Um, Bournemouth Saturday. Uh, we'll beat them. Um, they again. I don't think they'll be able to cope. The part I think part maybe part of the problem yesterday was the 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 weeks break after the Man City game. The players were apart and they came back together. Give us three games, we'll be back in our stride, and we should be able to take care of Bournemouth. They're pretty poor. Yeah, I think yesterday's result flattered them. They, they played a, a whole, Bournemouth being 
point is irrelevant when you turn up against you know a, a whole side that are that bad. Um, you know, that, I mean, that yeah. yesterday could, it could have been 14. But, yeah, I think, yeah, technically as a team, as a side, we should, even with, with um, Toby out, we should still have far too much for them. Um, the fact that it's down there, it's irrelevant. It's a small ground, a tight ground. It's the same at the lane. You know, it's tight. Fans are close to the pitch, plenty of noise. I think, um, yeah, I'd be expecting us to, to go down and have a go. The thing, between, the difference between Eddie Howe and Tony Pulis is that Eddie Howe will not park the bus. No, it will be a game of football. There will that's be football a, played. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. That does suit us, mate, yeah. I'm going to say 3 0 hat trick, Janssen. Right. Uh, um, before we do some more questions, here's Bex with this week's Spurs Ladies update. Hello, it's Bex. Um, so the ladies have been quite busy since I last spoke. Obviously, the men's team have had an international break. And therefore, you haven't had to listen to my dulcet tones for a fortnight. How unfortunate for you all. So the girls played, um, just to give you a quick update on the uh, things that you've missed, the exciting things that you missed. The girls lost their 100% record um, against C&K Basildon on the 2nd of October. Um, they didn't lose the game. They drew one all. However, their 100% of um, sticking with it and thrashing everybody in sight has gone. They followed this up with a nice little win in the league against QPR ladies on a Wednesday night. Uh, goals scored quite late, actually, in the game. Bianca Baptiste scored from a penalty rebound. Penalty was taken by Eartha Pond, who scored a very nice second, um, dead on 90 minutes. And then a couple of a couple of minutes later, scored an absolute screamer to make it 3-0. She did really well. Anybody who hasn't seen that, I recommend you go and find the Spurs ladies um, microsite because that third goal was really something to see. So today, Sunday the 16th of October, the girls played in a Capital Women's Senior Cup game. They played that at Carsholton Athletics and with a 15.30 kickoff. Um, the girls ran out a nice 1-9 winners. Maya Vio got a hat-trick. Uh, Lucia Mart scored a penalty that she was awarded. Wendy Martin scored. Rihanna Subadu scored. Renal Hume scored. Bianca Baptiste scored. All in all, another comprehensive performance. Kosh Olten uh, offered nothing to Spurs. Although, to be fair, they play at a lower level than the Spurs ladies, so we would reasonably expect a good result from them. Next game coming up is next Sunday, the 23rd. We're playing Enfield Town, and that's at Chess Summit with a 1,400 kickoff, and that's in the League Cup, because as we know from last season, they have more cups in women's football than they do in the men's version of the game. All in all, the ladies are doing really well this season. Definitely worth following. Um, and if you get an option to go and see a game, please do. I'm not sure how much um, of the way the ladies play is influenced, if at all, by the men's senior team. But you can certainly see the high pressing and the pushing if you go and watch any of the games. As for the league, the ladies are fourth in the league at the moment, having only played six games but with 16 points. League leaders are Charlton Athletic, who have played eight games but with only 17 points. So we're definitely in with a good shout um, to win the league this season. Anybody wants to know anything else other than my blatherings, I am on Twitter, at Bunches Bex. Cheers, bye-bye. Welcome back to the second half of the Tom Hotspur Family Podcast. Uh, thank you, Bex. Right, let's finish off with some questions. By the way, um, if any listeners want to send us questions, they can do on Twitter. Um, our Twitter handle is at THF Podcast. You can email us, um, spurs at the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast or you can um, uh, get to us via the Facebook page Tom Motham Family 
podcast Facebook page. Right, um, questions. Let's just quickly finish off with a few questions. Um, Zach Casnola, disappointed by the draw, but another good performance against that awful Tony Pugilist football. But is anyone else pleased that rather than hit the form this early, we sit on the shoulder of the leaders, ready to pounce, but without the media hysteria yet? I think the hysteria is building. Um, I don't think that we can be ignored. And I think people were, we're like that annoying little tick that just won't go away. Um, I will add though, it's October. We don't know what's going to happen. But if we're within three points or five points in March, then I think we're going to have another good chance. Um, we're playing well and let's take each game as it comes. Um, but just, just keep moving forward. Always forward. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, just, just keep going, keep going the way we're going about it. You know, started well. We're playing some great. It's about the football for me and the chances that we create. As long as we continue to do that, then I foresee no problems whatsoever. Um, you know, I'm not worried about the Pulis thing. That's been and gone there. Just, just move on from that and and, and go on to the next game. I think it's. Uh, as we've already covered, the squad depth that we've got, there's there's enough there to to do the job. Um, with regards to the media, I couldn't give a, a flying whatever about what they think. We're never going to be um, greatly talked about when it comes to Sky or anyone like that because the, the the absolute fucking bias that exists within within that organisation towards teams like Chelsea, United, Liverpool. You've only got to look at the pundits, you know. I'd mm. rather see a, the, the football sock full of dog shit sitting there than Jamie Redknapp, you know, all, all he wants to do. Well, I mean, it's just, it's the same thing, isn't it? You know, all he wants to do is slag the club off. He's still bitter about the way his old man got tin tacked, and he just can't let it go. Um, mm. You get a better so, opinion from the sock. You would, that. yeah. You know, just you know, footy sock feces. He just chirps away. Let him get on with it. It's, I'm happy if we're if we're front and centre of the radar or below the radar. We just continue doing what we're doing. It, I was offended by Neville when he said about Pochettino possibly giving a chance, being given a chance at a big club. To be fair, I could have run the fucker over for that because he's at a big club, but Neville with his stupid mank bias would fail to realise that. He should. That. I mean, to, to be fair to, to, to Neville, you know, he's not... Um, Listen, when you got a dad he, called he, Neville, Neville, what fucking chance well, have you got? Yeah, he should, um, I think he should stick to what, to what he's good at, like um, like football management, for example. Oh, he's just, um, yeah. what, what a record, yeah. Yeah, right, moving on. Connor Manetto from Chicago says, thinking of Chadley, who is the advantage? The defence that knows how he plays, or Chadley who knows the defence he plays? The, the... Well, for, for 85 minutes, he had no idea. Um, but, you know, it's one of the most inevitable goals that you, you can see coming. But they trained together for a long time. So they, he's not going to know the ins and outs. Um, 50-50. A bit of both, I think. Sorry, I I'm think, sitting on the fence. Well, I, I think personally, Chadley had an advantage yesterday. But um, his advantage having trained with that squad didn't help him with the goal. Um, you know, yeah, Vertonghen, if I remember correctly, got done at the uh, near post. Um, for the flick on, Gareth McCauley beats him. Ben Davis is up, up, absolutely missing. He's nowhere to be seen. And the person who should be marking or his closest Spurs defender or Spurs player to Chadley is Moussa Dembele. You know, and Chadley, how many goals have we seen Chadley score for Spurs where he swept in at the back post and just cleared up a mess? Mm, yeah. And he's done it. It was, it was just... It was just like, oh, really, you know, really. I don't know. Perhaps if um, if Toby was playing, he would have been near post 
uh, and they would have got to the sort of to, you know to the flick on before um, before McCauley. But yeah, he's Chadley scored a Chadley goal, and you know we just we got done by by it. It's you know, frustrating but heartbreaking at the same time. If I'm honest, I, I like Chadley, but um, I can see on yesterday's performance, I can see why, why we sold him because apart from the goal, I don't think he he, he did a lot to um, trouble our defence. Uh, right, next one. Sam Moore with a Champions League game against Leverkusen coming four days before the North London derby. So this is the home match against Leverkusen on the second. Which fixture will Poch prioritise? And then, yeah. Well, we've got six games now in 18 days. Uh, three, Four away and three home. The Arsenal on the 6th of November. The Leverkusen game beforehand... Arsenal are going, or sorry, the Wanderers are going away to Bulgaria. It's a 3,200 mile round trip to get there and back. So we've got a bit of the advantage going to that, that we're not travelling anywhere. So I would say that we go as far as we can to win all of them. And then we take those transient bastards to the cleaners when we go there. Because they are going to be knackered. It's four days. It's four days. They're going to be knackered. We'll have them. Hopefully, they'll be returning off the back of a defeat as well. Yeah. yeah. Fingers crossed. It's um. I, I, there's, there's a school of thought that says you need to rotate the squad so people players don't get fatigued. But there's also a school of thought that says players want to play, and when they're fit and they're informed, they want to play. You know, and they they play for a game, then they play another game for three or four days later. You know, when you're in the peak of your your fitness, you know, you, you obviously get a rest day when you get back, so you're not trading. You do light duties on your first day back at training, you know, and then maybe another light session after that, and then then you're into game prep. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think. Difficult. I don't. I don't think Pot should prioritise either game because I think they offer. They both offer equal, um, e- e- equal importance. He certainly won't need to give a team talk for the Gooners game. You know, that's. Um, yeah. you know, that's there's, there's no. There's no motivation required for that. I don't. I don't think that's the mindset at the moment. I think yeah. If it was a League Cup match, I think it's a no, no-brainer. And we saw that against his team selection against Gillingham, and I think we'll see that against Liverpool. But I think with the Champions League and the league matches, if you look at it this season, he's played. Yeah, he might have changed. Um, personnel sometimes maybe to rest players or maybe depending on the opposition um, but he's always picked strong um, strong starting 11 so for example if you take the back four he, he will in, <laughs> Lloris will start um, that if let's just say if Toby and Jan are both fit they would they would start whereas for example even in the Europa last season there were, there were matches where um, where Jan wouldn't start, I'm pretty sure in the, in the Europa, if I, if I recall yep. correctly. So um, I think I don't think he's prioritising the Champions League over the league, or, or vice versa. I think you'll get strong, strong starting 11s from the pool, strong squad that we've got um, to choose from. So we'll, we'll pick an 11. It might not be the same 11, but it'd be strong. Uh, as, sorry, Jeff. As a professional yeah. footballer, right? When you are in the, as I said, in the peak of your fitness, you want to win stuff, yeah? And the way you go about winning stuff is by playing games and you want to contribute. So if you're in form, you want to win a league, you want to play in every league game. You know, you don't want to ask for a rest or, or have two weeks off or anything like that. If, and, you know, and you want to win the Champions League and you want to say, you want to be a part of it. You know, I scored a goal, I did this X number, of created X number of chances, assists. You want to be part of it, you know, and success 
breeds success. It builds momentum. And, you know, as I said, you're part of a team and, and, and you're getting on with a job and you're achieving stuff. Then you want to be part of it. You don't, you know, I'm sure they don't go looking for it. If the, four, if the results are there and the performances are there, then players will not feel as tired as if, you know, someone like Sunderland at the moment who's played what they played, I don't know, six, eight games and mm-hmm. they've got two points or something like that. You know, those players will be feeling tired. Spurs won't. Yeah, I'd, I would agree with that. I'd also say uh, the, the Liverpool Cup game, do, does he put the kids out again? I think he does. Absolutely. Yeah, I I, 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 I can't see him prioritising that in any way, shape or form over the games that were prior to it and after it. I think I think he's gone on record of saying it as he will. And, and let's face it also, if you look at it from the perspective of somebody like Winks or Carol Carter-Vickers, um, hopefully players that... Well, I don't know about Carol, but, but certainly I hope Winks and Carter Vickers, um, even Edwards, um, yeah, will be Marcus players. Edwards, that, Josh Onema. Josh Onema. Hopefully these will be players that will be knocking around for, for the next few years to come. But if they are to do that and if they are to be part of the first team for, for the big matches and they need that, they need those chances. So um, I'm sure they'll feature against Liverpool. Uh, next one, David Pips, Eric or Victor? Um, uh, uh, Eric, uh, Eric for last season, Eric. I think it all depends on the job that you ask him to do. Eric, Eric is um, Eric is a more considered footballer than Mr. Wanyama. I feel um, Eric thinks about the challenges and he thinks he gets his head up and he looks. Mr. Wanyama kind of reminds me of uh, of a very big bull in a very small china shop. And, uh, you know, he's got that kind of, um, he's on the ramp, everything about him when he's got the ball at his feet says on the rampage, he's a walking yellow card and, uh, you know, it's, um, yeah, different sorts of players, a very, very difficult choice. The thing with Eric is he can play that centre half role. Um, you know, he's, he's kind of multi-positional in that way, but they offer different things for me. It's a very yeah. difficult choice. I'd go Victor if, if I answered so if you asked me at the start, start of the season, I would have just said Eric Dyer, no, no brainer. Um, I think Victor, now, if you ask me now, I think Victor Wanyam has come into form and he'd probably edge it. But to be honest, again, it's one of those where we've just got so much strength and depth. I wouldn't, I wouldn't lose any sleep if he chose Eric. If he had to choose one of them and he chose Eric, I wouldn't lose any sleep if he chose Victor, then I'd, I'd be fine with that. It's just... Um, they're both, as you say, Joss, they both bring something different to the party. Um, all right, I like this one. Okay, Richard Healy, who is going to be the first Spurs player to be sent off this season? What do you hope it will be? You can't say Wanyama because that's too easy. He goes on to say, I hope it will be Lamella versus Arsenal for a petulant kick at Walcott's knee when we are 3-0 up, of course. Uh, if... If I again versus Arsenal, any of the players for doing a uh, flying karate kick on Wenger as they are leaving the pitch at half-time, a la Cantona. Don't care which one, any of them. Um, but if if I if I had to pick one who's got the propensity to get sent off, I would go with Lamella as well. The way he the, his work rate and the, the fact he loves a tackle and he gets stuck in, I think it it, it would be Lamella. Um, yeah. Oh, for me, it's a no-brainer. It's got to be Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker will get sent off because he will be running so fast down that right flank that his earlobe will bitch-slap Wenger into the middle of next week. And, uh, yeah, I think he'll get booked for dissent. 
for also celebrating that fact as uh, when Wenger gets knocked out of his coat. In fact, his earlobe, Walker's earlobe hits Wenger so hard in the face that it knocks Wenger out of his sleeping bag coat. Um, going back to the earlier question out of Wanyama and Dias, so seeing as we've got that cover, um, I would have to say, and it can't be Wanyama, because the question can't be Wanyama, because it's too easy. Um, I would go for Eric Dyer um, against Chelsea at the bridge, against any one of their despicable, rotten, horrible, shit players. Um uh, maybe Costa, you know, John Terry if he's playing, uh, you know, a, 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 a good old, a good old tackle from behind. Um, but, like, if it was a last season, you'd have said Deli Ali had the, the possibility of getting a card. But this season, he seems to have changed, and he's taken that little bit of aggression out of his game, and he seems to be much more calmer. He's not getting riled up. Maybe he hasn't had the opportunity to, but I, I think he's, there's been a little bit of a change in him. He's mm. matured a little. It'd be interesting that that game against Chelsea, um, November the something or another, yeah, uh, towards the end of November, because that, that's at the Bridge, and 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 I think everybody's going to be talking about um, the the Battle of the Bridge or Battle or the, of the Bridge Pot, yeah, Sky TV, yeah, they'll they'll talk it up. That's 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 when suddenly they'll hear about I've always, been, I've always been a fucking Chelsea fan. Me, and me, dad, yeah. Oh, Frank Lampard, <laughs> Frank Lampard Junior, Frank Lampard Senior, Frank Lampard the Third, the Fourth. Oh, fucking sickens me. Anyway, sorry guys, carry on. Right. Um, David Pips again. Another, another question f- um, from him. With your enthusiasm for international football, what did you do instead of being bored by England and the Rooney saga? Uh, I counted spoons. Oh, excellent. Uh, yeah, so it was that bad. I was. I, I watched the first forty-five minutes, and that, that's forty-five minutes of my life I'll, ne- I'll never get back. And then. And then I fell asleep at half time and I didn't watch the rest of the game, so I think I had a lucky escape there. Um, Joss, how about yourself? Yeah, as I said earlier, I, was, um, I spent the entire evening shopping on QVC for garden furniture. Uh, I'd spent nearly 900 quid, and that's not bad, bearing in mind I live in a third floor apartment in the middle of Chelmsford City Centre, so it was an absolute result for me. It's a fairly decent evening all round. I didn't see a single kick of the game. Nice. Um, what is it with England? It used to be, you know, it used to be. Well, it was, it was following England, but now it's just uh, it's just a chore. It's not it's not fun. It's not enjoyable. Uh, there, there was the golden age of players, wasn't there? You had your Beckham, Neville, Scholes, and everybody, and you know there was a really golden age of English football, and that sort of died to death. And I think you you, you know the the last knockings of Rooney's international career. Um, they're trying to fit square pegs and round holes with him. He you know. Take him out the side. Did we look better? Do we just need a decent manager? Um, I, I don't think there's any I, quick fixes. I tell you what. If, if I'm, not, I'm not suggesting this, obviously, for, for a million years for obvious reasons, but if Pochettino was England manager, we'd fucking win the World Cup, Euros, for a lot. With um, nine men. Yeah. Fortunately, he's <laughs> he's not, and he's he's and he's, he's he's going to do bigger and better things at Tottenham. Okay. So, final question. Richard Healy asks, um, I want a trip to Milan, or, or says rather, I want a trip to Milan with a bet made with my best mate, a Villa fan, made in 1996. That whoever qualified for the Champions League first, um, the other would pay the first European away trip. In 2010, we um, the bet got paid versus Inter. So, the question is, what's the best football bet you've made? Now, jo- um, John, I'm not going to come to you because... Um, 
uh, I think you're not a betting man. I'm not a betting man, but I know that Mr. Heddington is. So, Joss, over to you. Oh, well, I I I a couple of shillings on um, Spurs to win the league back in '61, but we won't talk about that. We'll just move on. That's uh, probably the best bet. Now, I um I, the football bets uh, last year. I mean, I have 20 quid on Spurs to win the league every single year, and and last year 20 quid on 101, and I was offered a cash out at 975 quid. Um, with about five games to go, and I, I let it ride. Uh, and that's the only time I've ever been offered a positive cash out on the Spurs to win the league bet in my entire life. Um, as I said, let it go. Normally, for me, a decent bet is uh, it doesn't involve any away trips or anything like that, but it does involve a few quid on older world to score at any time. Um, away team at half time, Spurs at full time is always a nice bet. That's normally about 28 to 1, but at the moment, it's it's all changed. Spurs have, Spurs have completely they've completely reinvented the way that they're playing football and the way that they're they're going about games as a club and it makes it it's quite a difficult shout at the moment but i've certainly had um i've certainly had nowhere near the sort of success that um that, that richard's had. he's had a right result with that one i tell you um I, I remember coming back i think he might have been man city last season um which was a oh, great great night and we're, we're, we're on the train back and I was with you and um, who was the other guy? Um, is, that the, is that the train that had the mysteriously free beer, Jeff? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, I can't remember the, the, who was the name of the guy that was your it's, mate. It was my mate Aiden, the big Not Aiden, not was. Aiden, no. Oh, Coley, Dan Coley. Coley, Dan Coley who, went, right. who went missing, yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> and I remember you saying that you, when it comes to betting, you generally tend to bet on Spurs and you, yeah. you, it was almost calculated because you knew the form and you knew the um, you, you were just well placed to, to make that judgment. Well, I think you are. If you if you watch the team that you're gambling with, um, then you know you watch the way you watch the way they play. You know, as I said, the outer room thing. You see, he goes up for every single corner. You know, and if the bookies are offering equal money on him and Alder, and um, Jan Vertonghen to score at any time, you know that Jan ain't gonna, <laughs> Jan's not going to score. But Alderweireld more likely is. Um, yeah, you know, you've, you've, we all watch the games. You apply what you see in the games to the odds and, and that that you're given, uh, and and you take it on from there. As I said, you know how many times have we conceded a goal in the first half and then come back to nick it in the second? Mm. Um, two, three, Recent, our backers. Go on. Recently, it's quite a lot, but prior to that, it's never, you know, it, we always tend to throw it away. So I, 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 I can never gamble successfully, unfortunately. So I, I've got a friend who's a Nottingham Forest fan. Who's a, um, he's always texting me his bets, and he's like, "Should I cash out?" And he's like, 600 quid up." But I, I've got a bet with him on who, which team will finish higher in the league, uh, Tottenham, um, Nottingham Forest. And over the last five years, it's just been double or quits, double or quits, and he owes me about 100 quid now. I'm never going to see, I'm never going to see that money, but I'm just going to keep that bet going. You know, uh, I, yeah, you might, you know, I just don't see the point. I really just don't see the point of betting. It's a bit of fun. It's a bit yeah. of fun. It's nice. It's each, nice to have someone's money off them. Each to their own, I suppose. Absolutely. Right. On that note, um, the next podcast we will shall be recording next sun next Sunday. Um, thank you, Joss. No, Javed, it's a pleasure as always. Any time, my friend. Thank you, John. Thank you very much, and I'm glad I don't sound like I've been locked in a coffin this week. <laughs> and on that note, um, the future's bright. The future's lily white. Good night. Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team.
last time My dreams are ever seen Put on that lily white and run onto that green White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its lows and highs We've fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out all the hurt.